and welcome to my weekly podcast interview of In the House Seats with me, your host, Craig Bartley. This is where every Sunday we talk about all stuff regarding theatre, film, television and the ups and downs while training for the performing arts industry. Who knows, some things could even relate to your experiences as a theatre wannabe or participant. Or if you are a parent or guardian of a future performer, it may help you to understand about training and the entertainment industry from a different perspective and someone else's point of view. I will be speaking to professional performers, choreographers, adjudicators and industry leaders to find out more about them and their transitions and journeys from learning their crafts to the professionals that they are today. All you need to do is sit back, relax, enjoy and listen with us. Well, hello, everybody. And I just thought I'd come on here just to give you an insight and say thank you for completing season three, basically, of In The House Seats. We've had some incredible guests being on and being interviewed, and I've just been absolutely in awe of their careers and everything that goes with them as people. They're such lovely people that we have In The House Seats. Just to go through a few names, just to say thank you for season three, we have John Barr, actor, musical theatre star from West End and obviously other productions as well. He also does a new thing with acting through song in vocational training. We've had the lovely Helen Keane. Helen and myself, we go back to the original Grease days from the original tour where she used to do all the wigs and everything, but now she's gone on to very big things. She's just opened Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella. Then we had the fantastic Kim Criswell, all the way from Broadway, and I worked with her on Man of La Mancha in London, and it was absolutely such a joy and such a laugh to interview her. Daniel Boyce, star of Avenue Q and everything else imaginable, and recently has been on EastEnders as well. He's just such a lovely guy and so down to earth and a real load of fun to interview. Then the old mate from years ago, Mr. Kevin Bishop, the executive producer of X Days from BBC, obviously. We worked together very, oh, goodness me, ages ago on a Royal Command performance and then became really good friends. And it was thanks to Kevin that I actually ended up on EastEnders. So thank you so much, Kevin. The lovely, lovely Carol Todd. I worked with Carol up in Edinburgh at the King's Theatre in a very, very long-running version of Aladdin. It went on forever, with house full signs out every single day. Because in Scotland, I don't know what it is up there, but pantomime seems to be the big thing and they absolutely love it so carol todd if you haven't heard her interview on in the house seats have a listen that was podcast 61 then we have the fantastic stephen elias Stephen and myself go back West End. We did the gala performance at the Palladium for 42nd Street. And it's such a laugh, a really lovely guy. And if you haven't heard his, he's Podcast 62. On Podcast 63, we had, wow, the lovely owner of ID Company is the fantastic Ryan Jenkins. Ryan is such a hoot to uh, have a chat with and a really, really nice guy. 
So, have a listen to Podcast 63 if you haven't heard him. Terry Hyde was next. He's a psychologist that talks all about well-being and uh, mental health for dancers and performers. So if you haven't heard that one, that's Podcast 64. Wow, I was absolutely honoured to have in the house seats Adam Blanchet, the producer of Come From Away, the recently uh, revived version of Pippin, which is currently running in London, that's just been extended and is going to be opening the production also of Moulin Rouge at the Piccadilly Theatre. What a lovely, lovely down-to-earth guy. And I just can't wait to get that dinner in with you to just get to know you better, Adam. Then, oh, what a joy. Podcast 67, the beautiful Charlotte Gooch. Now, Charlotte's actually done a workshop for my college in the past, but we were talking about her performance career. She's had a very, very recent successful run in Singing in the Rain with Adam Cooper at Sadler's Wells. So there it is for season three. What a fantastic load of people that I have totally had the pleasure of having in the house seats and interviewing them. But there's loads more to come. We have Hilary O'Neill, comedy impressionist and star of musical theatre. She's coming up in season four. Also, Javier Dufretos, the well-renowned winning choreographer and director, known very well in the musical theatre circuit, obviously, but he's also has very controversial pieces of theatre out there. One of them was the naked version of Cabaret, which was in London a few years back. So thrilled to have him on. And then we've got some other guests all lined up, all ready to go. So don't forget to tune in for season four, which is next week onwards, next Sunday onwards. So Cinderella has just opened at the Gillian Lynn Theatre. Andrew Lloyd Webber had some real problems opening this because of COVID in the cast and opening and closing by government and so forth like that during the pandemic. But now it's open and it's running. So if you haven't got tickets for that as yet, that's at the Gillian Lynn Theatre which is actually where Cats used to be, where Cats originated. And that's why it's now called the Gillian Lynn Theatre. But it used to be called the New London. Frozen the Musical has just opened with Samantha Barks and Stephanie McKeon as Elsa and Anna. Now, this version apparently has been really updated. And because it's the brand new Drury Lane Theatre Royal, it's spectacular really really spectacular what's really funny is when i was working over on broadway in 2018 no hold on goodness me was it all that time ago 2018 yes it was goodness me well broadway had frozen on at that time and when i wasn't working in my show i actually went to see a matinee of it and i do have a suggestion so you can see all the visual effects and everything i would suggest sit in the center of the stalls at Drury Lane or the front of the upper circle or anywhere actually in the Royal Circle at Drury Lane because it is visually spectacular. So that is one not to be missed. And two nights ago, it opened, actually fully opened because that's been awaited 
to open for ages and ages and ages. So uh, it's now open at Theatre Royal Drury Lane to get your tickets for that. I saw it with the original cast and it was absolutely beautiful. But I'm really wanting to see this Drury Lane version because of the updates that they've made in it. And they've, you know, they've got some great, great cast members in it. Bedknobs and Broomsticks, another adaptation of a Disney film, is doing a UK and Ireland tour, which actually opened at the Theatre Royal Newcastle. And has it done Canterbury already? I think it has at the Marlow. And I've had some mixed reviews on this show, even though it's supposed to be really eagerly anticipated stage version of this film but I'm not sure how it would work from what I gather I haven't really detailed and looked into this show as yet but from what I gather is the people the creatives that did the magic and everything on Harry Potter the cursed child has put the magic into this so I'm really looking forward to actually getting to see it when it comes nearer to the London area Now, I don't know about you guys, but I love the music and the harmonies and all the medleys and so forth and the songs of the Drifters, you know, the Drifters Vocal Harmony Group. But this should be quite interesting because it's all their hits, but it's called The Drifters Girl and it's starring Beverly Knight. Now, that is going to Newcastle and the West End in autumn 2021 onwards. So uh, look out for that one because it should be quite interesting because just for the musical element of it all I just think that's amazing. Now another new musical which is coming in. It's currently at the Birmingham Rep directed by Luke Shepard which we know that has directed beautifully and Juliet. This show's got real high hopes to, uh, to be a long runner in London when it actually gets here actually opening on the 8th of October 21 but they're in rehearsal at the moment but what's good about it is that it's been choreographed and staged by obviously somebody I've worked with in the past is Arlene Phillips and she's no um, pushover for working in detail and she has a lot of 60 shows out and this will be a real good one it's called What's New Pussycat and it's about Tom Jones but it's not like portraying Tom Jones is about the era of Tom Jones. So that's something to look out for. Now, Venara. It opens at the Hackney Empire from the 22nd to the 31st of October. It's a sci-fi musical epic and it's just apparently going to be phenomenally amazing. So that's one to see at the Hackney Empire. Another one, a new musical by songwriter Miranda Cooper and Jennifer DeClivio. It's going to be touring from the 6th of November, going down to the Mayflower Studios. It's called Fantastically Great Women Who Changed the World. There you go. So that's another one to look out for. But the big epic that will be opening in London's Piccadilly Theatre from the 12th of November onwards is, of course... The massive, massive spectacle that's just come over from Broadway, Moulin Rouge. Now, I'm giving this a big, big shout out because even though the tickets are expensive, it's something which is just long awaited in London and it's just going to be spectacular. The show lounge on Broadway alone is worth the ticket price without the show. So, honestly... Get your tickets booked for this. It's co-produced by, as I said before, Adam Blanchet, 
who was on before, who actually talks about Moulin Rouge in his interview. So if you haven't heard that yet, have a listen. It's an epic Broadway bonanza and already audiences in the UK are eager to get a slice of the bohemian knees up. The soundtrack is enough to keep us sated for now, but it's it won't be long before we're actually clamouring to sequent excess and larger-than-life numbers. The show will head into the Piccadilly Theatre, as I say, later this year, with casting currently unconfirmed and just being completed now. So have a listen to that one. Bring it on! is another Broadway import long overdue. The stage version of this hit film will open on an out-of-town playout and then go to the South Bank Centre, which, well, be quite interesting to see there. The tour begins on the 26th of November, 2021. So have a look out for that too. Oh my goodness, there's so much coming in. So much theatre, live theatre, folks, live theatre. Now, there's one here that I just want to give a shout out to. It's opening on the 3rd of February, 2022, at the Curve in Leicester, then should be coming into London. It's the story of the Osmonds. It's done in musical version and it's choreographed by a fantastic mate and lovely, lovely guy, Bill Deemer. And it's a Katie Lipson production, an aria. So look out for that one because she's, they, well, they've both been past interviewees in the house seats. Another one which will be opening at The Curve on the 15th of April 2022 is The Cher Show. Now this is all about the big lady herself, Cher. So have a look at that one. Identical. Audience will be seeing double on this brand new musical based on the Parent Trap novel. Now we all know that film. Have a look out for that one. Dates are to be confirmed and where it's actually going. But it's going to be opening in Nottingham, transferring to Bath with the hope that it's coming into the West End. And it's going to be directed by Sir Trevor Nunn, the lovely Sir Trevor Nunn. 2022. So there's loads and loads of things coming into town. Live theatre, people. Live theatre. But talking of live theatre, just before I sign off here. Well, the other night I went to see something absolutely spectacular and I can't, I can't shout about it enough. Amelie, the musical, playing currently at the Criterion Theatre in Piccadilly Circus in London's West End. Amelie obviously was a film, but they've made it into a musical. Now, what I love about this is not only is it a talented cast in their own rights, if they were just to sing and move, but no, even more than that, I haven't looked into who actually was the casting of this production, but hats off to you. Absolutely phenomenal. It's such a beautiful little love story and about loneliness as well and mental health and things like that. And it's just, oh, it was just incredible. And the reason was, I mean, well, the reason mostly I'm in awe of it is because imagine playing an instrument, then another instrument, then singing, then acting, then dancing. No, not just by the leads. Every single cast member were also the orchestra and band. For instance, when you get a guy singing 
a beautiful love ballad, then all of a sudden he's playing the piano and singing along to it while everybody else is in the background playing instruments and backing him as the orchestra. Then all of a sudden somebody else takes over on a piano and he walks to the front of the stage, or she walks off, because they all do it, to the front of the stage and sings and then dances. Honestly, hats off to that cast. What talent. Absolutely in awe of it. So guys, if you haven't seen Amelie as yet, please go and support them. It's doing really well, but there are some tickets available. It's at the Criterion Theatre in Piccadilly Circus. Beautiful little theatre. Really lovely. So I can't shout about that one enough. But not on a good note, I'm going to actually... It's a bit of a gripe, to be quite honest. Years ago, people used to dress up and go to the theatre and respect performers on stage. Well, I get the dressing up bit. People dress down nowadays because they have such social lives and they might come from work to see a production and meet friends in town after a long day in the office or so forth. But one thing I would like to just leave you on at the end of season three. Usually I leave you on a big high, but this is my biggest gripe at the moment. If you do go and see live theatre, folks, those people up there have been in lockdown, like the rest of the world, chomping at the bit to literally get back on stage and perform. As an audience person, as an audience participant, and people that want to be, you know, go and see a show and live entertainment, my one thing is, please, please, respect the performers on stage. Turn your phones off. It's two and a half hours of your life. And I don't see the point of going to see a show and sitting on Facebook or sitting on Twitter or checking your emails. Respect the people on stage. And also, respect the people around you. Because not only are you not concentrating on the performance side of it that's actually happening in front of you and respecting the performers on stage, you're not actually respecting the people around you because that light is so annoying. And... You know, it's not really fair to other people, theatre-goers, that want to actually go and be an avid theatre-goer and watch a show. It's very distracting. The other thing is, I personally think that they should stop the taking drinks and food into theatre. You know, all this sit and have a drink in a plastic cup business... I know that bars and so forth have to earn a revenue, but you can certainly do that before the show and certainly in the interval. And if you're really that desperate for takings, open up the bar for a half an hour afterwards. You know, I went to see Amelie the other night and there were two drunk guys in front of us and it wasn't fun. But luckily for us, they fell asleep. Not luckily for the performers on stage, but luckily for us. So just on a note, just like, let's respect our fellow performers on stage. Let's face it, it's not cheap to go to the theatre nowadays, but it's well worth it if it's a good show. So signing out from season three, I will see you in the house seats next Sunday with my first guest for season four. This broadcast can be heard on my personal website at www.craigbartley.com or tune in on Spotify, iTunes, and don't forget to give us a five-star review 
Google Podcasts, Stitcher Worldwide, Amazon, and by looking up In the House Seats with Craig Bartley. Chat soon.